Hello and welcome to another edition of the Herbert Webster Money Minute podcast. On this episode, we'll be discussing what exactly is cash flow planning, so a favourite one of mine. Um, as ever, this is only a discussion, so please don't take this as advice. If you do feel you could benefit from professional financial advice, then please give us a call on 01865 407755 or send us an email to info at herbertandwebster.co.uk and make sure you've mentioned to us that you've watched the podcast. It'll be great to hear any feedback. So my name is Adam Herbert, Managing Director of Herbert and Webster, which was founded in 2010. I'm a chartered financial planner and the aim of Herbert and Webster is always to provide truly independent financial advice. Um, so today, luckily for me, I'm being joined by two other financial planners from the firm, Kurt McSweeney and Rob Gray. So over to Kurt, please. Hello, I'm Kurt McSweeney. Uh, I joined Herbert Webster five years ago, and at the time I was in financial services giving mortgage advice, and I'd known Adam a very long time, and Adam offered me the opportunity to, to come and join Herbert and Webster and to offer independent uh, financial advice without any sales targets and I just felt that was a real good draw to, to come and join the team. Uh, I think the best part of my job is the bit I enjoy the most is seeing clients and helping them achieve their goals and that's you know it could be clients retiring five to ten years earlier or, or clients in later life and going into care or in care and securing their care fees for the rest of their life so it's it's uh, very enjoyable. Fantastic. Uh, Rob? If you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi, I'm Rob Gray. Um, I've been working in the financial services sector since 1999 um, for the likes of um, Pearl Insurance, Bradford and Bingley, Lloyds Bank and Aviva. Um, after 14 years of working um, in the corporate sector, uh, I jumped at the opportunity to, to join Adam and Herbert and Webster to offer independent financial advice um, on, a, on a personal level. Uh, for me, the best part of the job is giving clients the confidence that they're making the right financial decisions to secure their financial futures. Fantastic, Rob. Excellent. As I mentioned on today's episode, we'll look at cash flow planning to explore why it's such an integral part of our client onboarding process and really why all our recommendations stem from the factors of cash flow planning and our client's attitude to risk. Um, we know that many financial advisors skip uh, cash flow planning and this can have a significant impact on your current and future financial position. So today we're going to get started on what is cash flow planning and um, I'll come over to you Rob to uh, give us a bit of a light intro to this wonderful word, an awesome service <laughs> called cash flow planning. Okay so really what it allows us to do is, is take um, our clients um, current situation um, analyze all of their current financial products um, collect it all together but then project really clearly into the future mm -hmm. what their financial um, sort of circumstances are likely to be given a, a range of different um, um, sort of circumstances yeah we call them kind of what if scenarios what if scenarios yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a, a lot of it, you know, when you're sort of looking ahead a, a week or a month, you can pretty much tell um, what your financial circumstance is going to be. But when you're starting to look ahead five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, it's yeah. very difficult to be able to understand exactly um, how much money is enough money. Um, you know, mm. Can you go on those big holidays every year? Can you give those gifts to your children, etc., etc.? And so cash flow planning... Uh, really just helps us to talk through different scenarios with clients and actually demonstrate um, quite clearly 
whether it's likely to be achievable or not. Fantastic. So, um, so Kurt, I think we can pull quite a bit from there from what Rob said, but why, why is it so important? Um, I think it's so important because it helps us to visually see, you know, what's what could happen over the next mm. 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You know, and if you're anything like me, when you, if you take out a bit of finance, they put all of those reports and forms in front of you to sign and to read. I don't read them. I yep. like to look at things. So this just helps us see, you know, right from the start, if we do this now, how's that going to impact my yep. life over the next, you know, however many years? Yeah. Because, for instance, giving giving money away today as a gift may not affect your life in the early years. Well, exactly. You know, if you if you're in work now and everything's, you know, everything's brilliant, you can afford your bills, you can afford to go on the holidays. But what happens after that? You know, we we like to think everybody's building up a pot for retirement. Mm. But how long will it last? How yeah. much can you afford to spend? You know, how many yeah. holidays can you go on? What needs to be done now? to afford all of those nice luxuries later yeah. on. We don't want anybody living on the on the breadline. We want no. you to be able to enjoy retirement. Yeah, and uh, obviously my favourite word is give them confidence as well to know that they can afford to do it as well. So really it's visual, it's tangible, it, it gives people a kind of a view really. Um, you know, so how does how does cash flow planning impact on the recommendations um, you make, Rob? Say with your clients, you know, what what is the cash flow planning doing, and and how is it helping make those recommendations? Well, it, it helps us to look at, um, for example, what type of investment profile might be correct. Yeah, uh, we talked in a previous podcast around identifying your attitude to risk. Yeah. But it's also important to take into account actually how much risk do you realistically need to take. Yeah. Um, so, for example, if the, if the cash flow forecast tells us that the client has, um, you know, will, will fairly easily be able mm. to achieve their objectives in the future, then realistically they don't need to take as much risk with their investments uh, as a client who's going to struggle to reach their objectives, where mm. they perhaps need to take more on more risk, certainly in the early years, to allow their funds the, um, the the chance of at least growing to where they need them to be. Yeah. Um, it also lets us sort of forecast into the future. Um, you know, are there likely to be any inheritance tax yeah. issues, for example, which we can then start to plan for? And of course, the earlier you start to plan for things like that, the easier it is to um, mm. to make sure those plans work. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of the time, people will wait until there is actually a problem before they start to do something about it. So yeah, the cash flow um, forecast just allows us to prepare, think and talk about uh, potential areas to review, even if not now, you know, a good time in the future. So this is definitely taking a, a, another step above where people would usually get a, a pension illustration and it would give them forecast growth of, well, there used to be some real high rates out there, but I think it's now, you know, average minus 1.5, percent This is what your pot could be worth. What what is the cash flow planning doing? Is it taking on, you know, taking on more views on? Does it look at tax, for instance, state pension? You know, what kind of depth does the the cash flow planning go into? Yeah, so it goes into all of that. We can we can basically put in the presumptions for what the state pension is likely to increase to. Yeah. We can put in presumptions to what we expect the investment returns are going to be, um, and then we can change them. So we can mm. say, well, you know, we expect perhaps it's going to grow at five percent a year but what happens if it only grows at three percent so you can easily see the the impact on on those changes but i think more importantly than that because at the end of the day no one knows what's going to happen in the future actually the 
cash flow plan becomes a working tool that we can then effectively use with our clients year after year um, to actually see, well, this was the plan last year, yeah. this is what's happened, this is where we are now, do we need to make any changes? And uh, we can take into account you know, potentially overperformance or underperformance based on those presumptions. And again, Brilliant. you know, this day uh, and age you know, where we you know, really like to go out and see our clients every 12 months at yeah. least, um, it means we have something tangible to actually sit down and discuss with them um, yeah. and, and make sure that we are gonna achieve their objectives Excellent. if at all possible. Well, as you were saying those words, uh, Kurt was really starting to nod his head. So I could see that there was a great agreement coming across. So really the cash flow planning isn't a kind of one-stop shop. It's not a uh, something which we go through initially with the client and then that's it for life. It's actually more of a living document and a document which we've we've really encouraged our clients to engage with in the early stages, but also on, a, on an annual basis as well when we look at look at reviewing their assets and um, I know Kurt's a big believer in cash flow planning what, what are the kind of annual reviews like then with cash flow planning is it kind of just looking at what's happened over the last 12 months or is it different no I think it's quite the opposite I think you know gone are those days where we're looking at what's happened over the last 12 months okay well we'll see you in, we'll see you in another 12 months it's it's looking forward yeah. and you know looking at the changes that can be enacted now and you know everybody loves to think they're going to work forever and ever and ever but you know, sadly life doesn't work out like that there's illnesses there's redundancies and you know can we afford those things yeah you know, how's how's work been how's it looking at the moment it's it's starting to then plot the life changes that the client goes through yeah like you said on a on a, on a fluid tool it's just updating it as your life updates yeah you know it's not right this is what we done 12 months ago it's it's you know, here, here's where we were 12 months ago, here where we are now, here's where we are now. What changes do we need to make to get us to go forwards from here? Yeah. You know, do we need to increase savings? Do we need to increase investment returns? Yeah. Do we need to reduce you retiring at 65 down to 55? You know, these yeah. sorts of things. And so you're able to give clients kind of answers, maybe not immediately, but, but kind of give them tangible answers to questions they might have. You know, what if we do this? What if I do retire earlier? you can then start to forecast what that would look like. Oh, yeah. I think the biggest one is, at the moment, is, you know, gifting gifting yeah. uh, deposits to children. Yeah. You know, it's, we've got a big stack of cash here. I just want to give it to the kids. They can buy a house. Okay, well, let, let's look how that impacts the next 30, 40 years. Hmm. Oh, actually, this is going to create a shortfall at this point now. We, You know, what do we need to do yeah. to enable you to gift that money away and still be able to retire because you can't do both. So it's it's those sorts of answers. Fantastic. So this is very good. So I, I'm very sad and I'm getting very excited because now we're going to show some examples of cash flow planning and how it's worked for, for existing clients. We're going to start off with Rob and his example. So obviously we're going to flick this up on screen so the clients can see what <coughs> Rob is looking at as he goes through this and... Um, and explain really the client's position and, and where you went and how really the advice you gave was recommended around this cash flow planning really. So uh, over to you, Rob. Okay, well I think this um, this can be used to illustrate a couple of things. First of all, actually what it looks like yeah, or, or the, the final, but also it illustrates that when we go through the cash flow planning, it actually it helps clients to identify objectives that they yeah. perhaps didn't realize that they had. And the more you talk about it, the more they can make changes and say, well, what if this and what if that? Fantastic. And so if we look at this this first slide, 
Um, it's for a, a husband and wife couple. The husband is 47, uh, wife is 43. Um, they earn good money at the moment. They've yeah. already got you know, a, a really good amount of savings investments um, behind them in both you know, pensions, but also um, investment property as well. So they're in a really good um, position. And what they really wanted to know to begin with is, can we retire at age 60 and be comfortable and not run out of, of yeah. money? So this first page um, shows that they can. Um, in answering the question, what we're really concerned about is um, there's no red on the yeah. graph. And what does this, and so just for anyone who's looking at this the first time, what, what are, what, I always get this wrong, it's going back to my old days at, at school, the, is it the y-axis and the x-axis or, or something like that, but basically what's going up on the left and what's going across the bottom? Okay, so what's going up is, is looking at how much um, money they have coming in or going out each year. Yeah. So um, effectively we're looking at the amount of money coming in is, is the bar chart. Uh, and the money going out is the line chart. So you can see the, the, the black line across there. That's how much money they expect to be going out. Yeah. Um, and what we've done is started um, from the current year. Um, we've looked at what their current expenses are. Yeah. And then the system actually increases those um, expenses for us in line with uh, inflation. Yeah. Um, we've also then looked at what their current income is. You can see they've got a range of employment income. Um, but also um, other income which comes from their rental property at the is moment. That the, is that the pink That's going along the top? That's the pink at the top, yeah. Perfect. Um, and so effectively, if there were any red bars yeah. on this graph, that would suggest that they would, would run out of liquid money and have a shortfall on their income requirement. So here we can see that actually, to answer their question, yes, they can retire at age 60. Mm. Um, Having established that, yeah, they then said, "Well, ah, oh, could could we retire earlier? Excellent. Could we Great retire question. at age fifty-five? And so, having got all of the basic information in, what you can do is say, "Well, okay, what if we retire at age fifty-five um, and stop working instead of at age 60? Um And what the tool was enable them to see is that actually, yes, based on the savings and investments that they have at the moment, mm. they could retire at age 55 um, and still not run out of money if they both live to be 100. Brilliant. And what's going on between where <coughs> they've stopped working, which is the big blue bars, and then there's some new blue bars coming in um, a bit down the road? Um, I know what that is, but what, what is that for the listeners? Yeah, so you can see that the outgoings drops quite considerably once they stop working. And a lot of that drop is um, is tax they no longer yeah. have to pay. So a lot of yeah. their outgoings <coughs> each year, we work Sorry, off gross, uh, gross um, amounts. Yeah. So the amount of tax drops. And what this is showing us is that in the first year of retirement, uh, their income need is going to be met by their rental income that will be fairly constant. Yeah. Um, I've not allowed for any indexation on that we yeah. just presumed it stays as it is uh, and the remainder of their income requirement will be made out of um, their unwrapped savings and investments yeah. so money where they're not benefiting from any sort of tax perks or anything perfect um, you've then got the period um, where you've got the uh, the pink bar and the orange bars and that's showing them actually taking funds from their um, pensions via drawdown yeah um, 
and then you can see from age um, 66 um, for, the, for the eldest you see a, a dark blue line come in yeah. and that's indicating the state pension starting fantastic um, that dark blue line doubles in size a few years later and that's when um, Mrs's state pension kicks in as well um, and again that sort of rises based on the sort of the triple lock basis that we have a, at the moment yes um, and then what we can see um, on this uh, on this graph we, we kill off the eldest yes. at age 99 there you go um, and effectively their pension pot passes to the um, to the spouse um, and then you can see for those last few years it's sort of savings um, that An is used again perfect so yeah that's what it's showing so they could then retire earlier five they years could. earlier for retirement but that Adam wasn't enough for them oh there you go they then say well what if because we want to buy a new house what if we moved house now take on a bigger mortgage um, would we still be able to retire at age 55 and so just looking at the, the last chart um, again it says yes you can yeah uh, because they've got spare income at the moment they can afford to take on a larger mortgage and the sort of the level of outgoings that they expected to, to be paying uh, and okay um, in the early years of retirement again their outgoings will be higher but the, the pensions um, will support that Brilliant. so it's a that's the, the example where yeah. actually by having the conversation and achieving one objective straight away you can then look and say well actually I, I would like to do this and like to do yeah. that um, and I think anyone that's sort of worked to the age of 65 would be annoyed if they then found out they could have retired 10 years earlier and had yeah uh, well, or even have the choice to cho the choice yeah. to carry on working or the choice that's a big difference to being forced to work till you're 65 that's so it. it's huge so well done Rob and that I think is a great example of when we sit down with clients initially is that we do want to understand their full picture because I'd quite happy to say that say 10 even 10 years ago someone may have come to you Rob and said oh you're a pension guy can you just look at my pensions I just want to know are they invested well can I reduce the cost what can you do well actually you know this is far more worthwhile for the client to understand the full picture because as you've explained you've looked at increasing mortgages paying off debts paying taxes going into retirement bringing in state pension, looking at longevity, looking at income from investment portfolios, it all adds together to actually show the client you can retire five years earlier and move into your dream house. So yeah. well done. Thank you. Superb. I love it. So um, we're, we're going to move on to Kurt now. So Kurt, you're going to go into a bit more detail. <laughs> so and you're going to actually take us onto the system so the the podcast should now flip to an actual live screenshot of kurt working on his system and indeed. and showing how quickly you can answer what ifs with clients basically take it away kurt yeah i think i think yeah i think, I think it's important to point out you know we're, we're just highlighting some benefits we're not going into a huge amount of detail but what uh, they might notice is my colors are slightly different to rob's uh, and this is because this client has different assets and different um, savings available. So you'll see down here, you know, savings and investments. There's some annuity income, pension income, state pension, and currently still in work, these blocks here. Yeah. Um, the black line running along there, like Rob said, is the expenditure going into retirement. And then at the back end here, I've popped in there bringing in some care needs. So in this instance, I've bought in... Um, or brought in rather uh, carers to live in the house because yeah. the house is big enough. Um, so we've already then started to plan and say, well, actually, 
like Rob said earlier, there's no red, so everything is affordable from now. And you know, if if you didn't use our services, you could afford to do what it is you you wish to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you may be asking, well, what's the point then? Uh, but as we said previously, it's it's those little changes that we can make. And this client, for instance, is unmarried and their main goal was IHT planning or inheritance tax planning and they wanted to be able to leave uh, more wealth to the kids and, yep. and give the kids uh, you know, a better lifestyle after they've gone. So what we then need to start to do is look at where are the assets now, how are they invested and are there any other tools or wrappers that we can use to, you know, to mitigate any inheritance tax. So this is where we brought in the cash flow planning for this client was to say well actually you can do what you want it's all affordable but you're going to pay a large amount of inheritance tax right. which is not what you want to do all right so with planning now this is where it might look scary because there's some red bars and as Rob mentioned earlier red is short for so you could say well actually Kurt based on what you're telling me to do you're going to create less income in later years yeah. so we'll come back to this bit the important bit here is if we run um, an inheritance tax simulation and we look at <clears throat> this one there and we run that one so what we can then start to see is the red line is what we're recommending all right yeah. and this is the level of inheritance tax over time so what we can see, the green line, if they did what they are doing at the moment, yeah. there's going to be no shortfall in income, but actually there's going to be a huge inheritance tax bill at its peak of nearly 540000 yeah. Whereas by taking our advice, this red line, we start to reduce that over time by using a number of various wrappers or trust-based arrangements. So we won't go into what the advice was. Um, but we can then start to see, you know, if the client passed away in 12 years' time, suddenly we've saved them £210,000 in tax, which Fantastic. I think you'll probably it's a very And it's a very visual to see that. Uh, and you can do this in front of the client, can't yeah, you? Yeah, this is yeah. all. I mean, we'd, we'd spend a huge amount of time with the client with this in various what-ifs. But this is, you know, the, the initial goal of saving inheritance tax job done. You know, we've yeah. saved over £300,000 or £300,000 thereabouts of IHT. Um, but there's still some shortfall. So what we then look at is, right, what or why is there shortfall and how can we get around it? And one of those things that we can look at is how it's invested. Yeah. Going back to the, the diversification uh, podcast of previous, looking at the investments, how and where they are invested, what this system tells us actually to, to reduce and get rid of that, that shortfall altogether we need to invest and have a return of 3% every year. Yeah. So that then gives us an indication as to the level of risk the client needs to take yeah, and fantastic. how the portfolio should be invested to achieve 3% or there. So we've reduced IHT or tax by £200,000 plus yeah. and we've, you know, by investing it correctly, we can then achieve mm. no income shortfall in later years. And in this case, it would mean leaving about £700,000 to the kids from outside the estate untaxed as well so you know it's 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 a big tick in the box from it's from fantastic our perspective. and how can you and obviously this then forms your advice this is obviously backing um, up your advice yeah it doesn't form i think it, it's in partnership with the advice i think it just yeah. helps us to see you know are we on the right tracks because we 
you know, to do what we do, we go through a lot of exams and, and experience to get there, but it's then how do we convey that to the client that what we're recommending is the right thing. Yeah. And we can produce reports and say, this is why, yeah. but this lets the client see visually how will this look in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. You know, and like I said there, if I sat in front of a client and said, well, I'm gonna make this recommendation, but it might mean you have an income shortfall in later years, well, suddenly yeah. that's quite scary. Yeah. But if we can go to this and say, there is a shortfall, but by this recommended investment strategy, yeah. we can circumvent that and we can get around you know, a saving of 200, 300,000 pound in tax. It's fantastic. So it's, it's nice and visual, but it allows us to, to play around with a recommendation yeah. and just make sure that you know, as, when we sit down to review it with clients every mm. year, we can say, are we still on the right track? Yeah. Are we still setting out to do what you want to do? Yeah. In a nice, quick, snappy, concise yeah. way. And it allows the clients to go on the journey with you to how you've come to this recommendation exactly. as well. Yeah. No, I think it's, uh, well, I'm a, a huge believer in cash flow planning. Yourself, Rob, is there anything else you would add on to this for a listener about cash flow planning, the benefits? Um, no, I think we've covered everything really. Yeah. It's um, obviously all of the. The complication and the detail is sort of behind the scenes, yeah. uh, which to a large degree we, you know, different bits of the detail will apply to different clients. Yeah. So, you know, you don't really need to worry about everything that's there. Yeah. Uh, we can address those, um, you know, questions individually as we go through yeah. it. But I think it's, as Kurt's mentioned, you know, the, the, the key benefit is it allows us to take a lot of complication and actually present it in a way that's easy for the, the customer to, to digest and understand and hopefully feel happy with that's fantastic and yeah and it's bespoke and it's holistic you know it's superb so yes well i think that that ends this podcast very nicely um so again thank you for listening you've been listening to the herbert and webster podcast or money minute podcast (laughs) as i should say um like say thank you rob for 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 helping us today thanks adam and thank you kurt for uh, running us through the actual cash flow planning live on the laptop thanks adam Thank you for listening. Uh, You've been listening to Herbert Webster Money Minute Podcast.